Shopping for the best e-commerce tips, tricks, and techniques? Looking for better ways to push your product out of your online store? Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. The e-com experts show you what you need to know to be a successful online retailer. Learn their search marketing strategies, their web marketing wisdom, and their calculated conversion measures. Please welcome the host of Ecom Experts, Shauna Siegel. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another week of Ecom Experts. If you are listening to our live show, today is March 25th. And if you are listening to our live show and you're not in our chat room, come on in so you can ask any questions that you may have. Go to the top of webmasterradio.fm and click on the chat link up at the top. And while you do that, I'm going to introduce our guest today. So our guest is John McIntyre, and he's also kind of known around the Internet as an autoresponder guy. And what he does is he helps e-commerce store owners to increase their store revenue by 10 to 30 percent using the email marketing he's also the host of email marketing podcasts um, and writes all kinds of great content to help you get more sales so um, help me introduce you know help me welcome our guest John and thank you so much for being here today I know we're going to be talking about you know you know, email marketing wins for e-commerce, um, and I will have to say that, you know, before the show, you and I were discussing about the listeners and talking about what kind of list, like maybe like what stage of the e-commerce cycle are they in? Are they still setting up their store? Are they, um, um, are they in the middle are they going at it but I'll tell you something that I have found whether it's new store owners or even store owners that have been around for a while they have a way to set up to add emails to get the emails of people that are coming to their website but yet they never do anything with those emails and to me that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame to me. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they, they collect the emails. And people do this in every single industry. It's not just e-commerce. It's everywhere. They, they've heard about building a list, but they never get around to emailing them. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you know, what is the rule? Is it like it's seven times cheaper to market to your, you know, email list than it is to go out and get new customers? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's crazy, too. And people, people all rave about social media these days. But, uh, the, I mean, email marketing and the Direct Marketing Association has stats published where email marketing, I think it's the uh, four, three to four times the ROI per dollar spent that you'll get on social media. So it's absolutely and, no brainer for business owners. Yes, yes. And and here's what I think people don't understand. It's like, well, they like my page and I'm putting stuff out there. You know, but 
I've on Facebook, I have liked Garth Brooks. Does that mean that I get to see everything about, like, you know, the guy I'm in love with since I'm, like, 12 years old, or do I just see things here and there? And the problem is, is that if I'm not directly interacting on a regular basis with Garth Brooks, I'm only going to see maybe one out of ten messages. So, you're fighting with all the other likes that your customer has. And with email marketing, there's no fight. You just get them to open the email. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to kind of go over those, like, things before we start. So that, you know, if you haven't started one yet, it's okay. But today, let's make changes. You know, if you're not marketing to it as often as you should, it's okay. But today is the day to make changes. So, and and most store owners, you probably don't realize what you're missing out on. And so that's what today is really about. So, you know, one of the biggest, we're talking about the 10, like, email marketing wins. So one of the biggest ones is basically you can really increase your store revenue, um, even just creating a cart abandonment sequence. So for a brand-new store owner, number one, what is a cart abandonment sequence? Why is it important to have something in place? And what should we be writing to them when we are doing these kinds of things? That's a lot. It's a big question, and we might have to take a break in between. But let's just start out with what is cart abandonment sequence? What is that? Okay, okay. So cart abandonment sequence is it's pretty simple. It's when someone abandons their cart. So to give an example, someone goes to a site and they're selling kitchen knives, and they find a you know, they go to the best sellers page and they click on a, a page uh, that has a knife on it. They click add to cart and they're ready to pay. So they click the checkout button and they fill out their details. They fill out their name and their email address and their address and all that sort of stuff. And they click uh, to go to the payment page, which is where they enter their credit card details. But instead of paying, for some reason they leave, right? They get distracted. Maybe they go over to YouTube. Maybe they realize that they don't have their credit card on them. There's a whole bunch of reasons why they might leave, right? But people are going to leave. A certain percentage of people are going to leave that page, leave that checkout. They're going to go all the way to that point, and then they're going to leave. They're going to abandon their cart. Mm -hmm. So what an abandonment sequence is, what a cart abandonment sequence is, is when someone leaves, you track them. So your software knows that they've left, and then you send them emails based on the fact that they've left. You can send them, usually what works best is a three-email sequence, and each email just makes a slightly different offer to them. You're really just trying to get them back to that checkout. Because a certain number of those people who check out, some of them aren't going to be interested. They decided they don't want to buy the product. But some of them, they got distracted or they didn't have their credit card or they were in a hurry. And if you just mm -hmm. remind them to come back, they'll come back. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. I um, there was There's a site that... Um, that I hadn't shopped on, and I was trying to buy some quilting fabric, and I was right in the middle of it, and I was going to check out, and then a customer called, because, you know, I'm shopping while at work, but I'm the boss, and I can do that, but the customer calls, and I have to be like, oh, you know what, I'm going to come back to it, and without even thinking, I closed out the tab, it's gone, it's done, I've moved on to the next thing and forgot about it, and within, I think it was the next 
next day, I received a lovely little email that said, hey, you remember all those beautiful fabrics that you added to your cart that you really, really, really loved, and you were about to buy it, but you didn't, so here's your chance, and, I, and they even said, and you know what? We'll even give you a 10% discount. I was like, yeah, I'm going, and then I did it. <laughs> you know, and that's what happens, you know. You get a phone call. Your kid comes in. You, you know, your boss comes in, and you're not supposed to be shopping. Um, <laughs> all these distractions are all around us. We call it like the scroll factor, you know. Dog's running across the, the pasture, and he's like, yay, I'm running, squirrel. Oh, yay, I'm running. So it's the scroll factor. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, so I understand why, gosh, it is so important. Um, but what do you think, like, how do you think, because, it, you know, we know it's important. We've got to get them back. They're distracted. So what should we be writing in this sequence? Should it be that, you know, I'm crying because you didn't complete your checkout? <laughs> we miss you. I mean, what are some of the things that we should be doing once they've abandoned their cart and we want to bring them back to us? Okay, so I'd say the, I would have a three-email sequence, a three-email kind of minimum sequence. So by that, I mean you send them three emails. So email number one might go out in one hour after they've abandoned because maybe they're at work and their boss has walked in and, uh, you know, they've had to shut the tab and then the boss Stop. is gone and then an hour later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd send an email one hour later and you could just say something like, did you forget your order? And then you send them, you know, the email, that, that's the subject line. And the email basically says, hey, we noticed you left without finishing your order. Did you have any problems? Um, you know, and you could say you'd even, you'd mention the item, so you could say let us know if you had any problems, or click here to fin to check out and get your you know get your you know special fabrics or get the special kitchen knife that you ordered. Mm -hmm. So that'll be their first email, and then in the next few emails, the next let's say you send them two more emails. Uh, you know, one of them you might say, oh, we'll give you ten percent off, and then the next email you might bring in some social proof or free shipping. Mm -hmm. So what you're really trying to do is just that make it more and I guess incentivize them more and more to go and buy your stuff. Yes, absolutely. Now, like you said, maybe you are offering that offer um, based upon um, your own experiences. Do you find that it's better to do like that fabric company where that very first email, they offered me a discount or should it just be, hey, you may have forgotten and then maybe the second time give them a discount? Yeah, I would do the discount the second time. I like discounts are okay, but they can lower the perceived value of your product if you do them too often. So I would, because some people you just they're just going to need a reminder and they're going to come back, and then that's mm -hmm. why you split it up. The next email, then you mention the discount, because what you're really trying to do with each of these emails is overcome the reasons that someone isn't buying. So the first time they've probably just forgotten. So assume that they've forgotten in email one. Therefore, you just need to remind them. In email two, maybe they're not buying because it's not cheap. Like it's it's too expensive. So that's where the ten percent off is going to work. And then in email number three, maybe if they still haven't bought by email number three, maybe they don't trust you enough. So maybe you give them a testimonial and you tell them you give them free shipping as well to make it even sweeter. Mm, I like it. I like it. All right, guys. So here's what we're going to do. We're just going to take a really quick break, and then we're going to talk about, you know, those little pop-ups that say, come on, put your email here. Uh, should we use them? Do they work? 
what do we need to know? So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Ecom Experts, and we will be right back. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom Experts will return after this. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. I'm Maria Retan. This is Glenn Angler. This is Tim Ash. James and Arlene Martell here. This is Ross Dunn. And this is John Carter. This is Dish Ramachandran. This is Bennett Kelly. This is Jillian Music. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more, our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hayford. Please to have Jim Lanzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason Kaufman. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Hello, hello, hello. All right, so we are here with John McIntyre, and he is the autoresponder guy. And so, you know, many store owners, they don't have a little pop-up to collect email address on their site. And, you know, I think the reason is, is that we, I think as business owners, we're like, oh, that's, that's annoying, you know, and then we try to get rid of it. So how can, how can we get past our own, because we're always online, uh, 
not only to place a pop-up that doesn't annoy, you know, our customers, but how can we use it to really help our email marketing strategy? I think the first thing to understand is that most people who visit the site are just going to leave. They're not going to make a purchase. So you have, you have two choices. You can either let them go, which is what most people do, or you can you know, choose to try and get them onto an email list. Because once you get them onto an email list, you can then follow up with them as many times as you like so, you know, to get them to buy. And there's a good chance that someone who you know, visits your site and then decides to leave today, maybe he'll be interested in buying in a month's time or in a few weeks' time, or in three months' time. You just never know. It depends on the product and the niche in the market. But most people aren't going to be ready to buy on the, fir the first time they hear about you. But if you don't capture their email address, when they're back in, the, you know, in a month's time when they're ready to buy a lawnmower, for example, uh, <laughs> they're just going to go back to Google and have a look around. Whereas if you had their email address and you'd been contacting them regularly, just staying top of mind, they would think of you, and perhaps they'd go to your website to buy the lawnmower instead of going to Google. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's why it's uh, worth putting a pop up, and that's why you know to help business, you know, just to give some context to help them overcome that, I guess, resistance to putting it up. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, there's always going to be some people that get annoyed. That's just the way it is. That's uh, it's kind of like the way. In, that's how life works. The mm -hmm. the least interested prospects will probably get annoyed at it, but the people who are ready to buy, the people who are almost ready to buy, they're going to be interested in joining the list. The key is just giving them something that they want. Whether that, that could be like a 15% discount coupon. That could be a, a guide to buying a lawnmower. That could be, there's a, you just got to think about what could you create mm -hmm. that they would be interested in for some reason. You know, what could you give them in exchange for their email address? Then you have a pop-up that just offers them that. Mm. I love it. And that's part of our uh, new theme for the, for the year is to be the answer. You know, one of the things that we've also talked about before is that, you know, it's the study of they have to see you or hear about it three times before it sticks in their memory, you know, and that's just one of those marketing tools that, you know, the first time you see something, you don't really remember the second time. It's like, oh, I've seen that before. Third time is, okay, now I've got it. So anything that we can do to help get those three times is absolutely going to help. So let's say that you have, um, um, you have a pre-purchase email list um, and you're wanting to you're wanting to really reach out to the store owners um, that haven't bought yet. So what should we do with this list? Okay, so you get people who so let's say you set up a pop-up because that's what what we're really working through is a checklist and the idea is that you set up a pop-up and someone, you know, you've, now you've got a list of a couple hundred or a thousand, however many people are on there, and they're pre-purchased, which means they haven't bought anything yet. So it's kind of like, well, what do we do now? What do you send them? Can you, yes. do, you just send them? Because a lot of people say, well, I can only send, you know, write so many emails about the product. So let's take, uh, go back to this kitchen knife example. Kitchen knives are pretty, it's a pretty boring type of product, right? It's just a knife. It's a, it's a, it's a commodity. You just need to buy some knives, and, you know, you'd be done with it. So it's kind of like you can't write an email every day or an email every three days about knives. It would just be boring. It would be annoying. It would just grate on people. So the, the, the key thing to understand <laughs> is that you can – it's not about the product. It's never about the product. It's about, in the case of kitchen knives, someone who's going to buy a kitchen knife is probably going to be interested in anything related to 
the kitchen. Maybe they're going to be interested. You, you could talk about store, you know, the knives that they used to use back in the Middle Ages, or the you know the kings and queens used with their uh, you know I don't know back when they had feasts, and goblets. <laughs> you, like do you just like think about what? It's not about the product. It's more about the person. So if you can just give them information they're interested in, and then you really just the goal here is just to keep to stay top of mind and to basically be to stay inside their brain. Stay present inside your prospect's brain so that when they're ready to buy, they go to you. And in every email, you would have, say, it might be a, a tagline at the bottom or the top that says something that brings them back to your site for something. You could talk about maybe you have a special knife, for example, that, uh, that's made of a special type of metal. And you could have an email that tells the story of that metal and the way it was used 300 years ago. And then at the end, you can... You know, it's a kind of enticing story, and then at the end of it, you might just say, "Well, now I've actually got this knife that's made with this special metal, and you can mm -hmm. get it here at this link." So even the people who don't buy the knife, that knife, they still they're gonna you're gonna be reminding them that mm -hmm. you're there, you exist, and that when they're ready to buy some knives, that they're gonna go to your site. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and and you're just constantly being the answer for them without being overly annoying. So a question that store owners, you know, with maybe some of the bigger sites, like maybe we have a site that one, you know, we have one area where it sells like wine. Um, mm. We have another area that's all about, you know, creating beer. You know, should we should we have two different mailing lists for, you know, should we have different mailing lists for different categories within our store? Um, what do you recommend, especially if you've got a store that sells where it is kind of like a divided type of thing? You know what I mean? Like it's wine or beer or um, maybe it's socks and ties, you know. Yeah, you can combine some of it, but should you do more specialized list? I think it depends on the size, right? So. One thing to understand is that, like, in an ideal world, you would have a custom order response signature for every single customer or every single prospect, right? Because that would allow you to have the, the, maximum amount, the maximum amount of relevancy in the sense that you could then customize everything to every individual person. But in the real world, that's just not possible. It's not cost-effective. So it's kind of like a small store. It's not going to be worth setting up a few different autoresponders or a few different email campaigns because it's going to be too much work and not enough reward. But once you get – and there's no, there's no clear line on this. It's going to be up – there's no black or white answer to this. But at a certain point, with a certain amount of traffic and you know leads, it's going to make sense to start splitting that up. But before someone splits it up between say beer and wine, I would send you know send a, an email or two to a list with a survey and find out if people are you know primarily interested in one or the other as opposed to both. Mm. All right, so I have a dog I have to go kill real quick. Um, you know, I can hear him barking, and I'm going to have to beat him. So what? here's what we're going to do. Let's just take a real quick break, because I love that you bring out about customer surveys. Um, you know, we see these on a lot of the larger sites, but I'm not seeing them on the sites just getting started or the sites that are just starting to build. And I do think that they're very important for learning more about your customer base. So uh, let me go mute the dog. Uh, <laughs> we'll take a real quick break, and then we're going to be right back here. So please don't go anywhere. Uh, we love to have you, and we are going to learn some more. You're listening to webmasterradio.fm. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom experts will return after this. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Bring in unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen. We care. We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com radio. It's time to start jamming and spamming with the founding fathers of SEO. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. SEO Rockstars, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Hey guys, welcome back and... Oh, my goodness, I apologize. I've got my dog going crazy and your guy's dog going crazy. Um, farmer across the street is here to help us with our, um, talk to us about our problem that happened last week you guys know about that we're not going to go into today. Instead, squirrel, uh, we're going to go into surveys. So let's talk about the, the customer surveys um, because we know that, um, you know, we see these surveys out there. Um, but number one, I don't, I'm not seeing some of these small owners taking advantage of it. So number one, why should we even have surveys on our site? And can we basically, how can we use these surveys basically to help us write these emails that will bring us in more sales? Alright, so to answer question one is that surveys, the reason they're important is that it's, it's marketing is mostly about empathy. It's, mm -hmm. it, you know, a lot of people think it's about tricks and, uh, and then pulling, I guess, the, almost like it, it's not so much pulling the wool over your prospect's eyes, but it's kind of using, uh, you know, psychological tricks and persuasion tactics and things like that to get them to do something. Mm -hmm. When really I think uh, the, the ultimate marketing skill is just understanding what people want and what they're interested in. So having... Uh, as much empathy with them as possible, really understanding uh, what they want 
who they are, what their goals, their dreams, all that sort of stuff is. So that's what a survey allows you to do. So you can find out that when someone's buying a kitchen knife, they're not just buying it, a kitchen knife, right? They might be buying a gift. Maybe 60% of the people who buy kitchen knives on your site, they're buying gifts. That then allows you to then change, you know, update your marketing. Well, not just the emails, but throughout the entire thing. And you can start customizing the whole thing to be for people who want to buy kitchen knives as gifts. Mm-hmm. So, or the example that we had before the ad break was that you would go to, uh, if you had beer and wine, you would use a survey to find out, are people primarily interested in just beer or just wine or both? Because if they're interested in both, you can send them, you can just send them all emails about beer and wine. But if they're only interested in beer and, they're, and the other ones are only interested in wine, then you would want to have a separate, you'd probably want a separate email sequence for, uh, for both. Mm. Gotcha. Perfect. I, um, gr- I love the marketing and the psychology, uh, psychological aspects of sales. Um, just kind of like a quick side question, you know, the whole squirrel. Um, mm-hmm. Real quick, what's the best book you've ever read about that subject? About surveys. Oh, but no, about like the psychological aspects of sales and marketing. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> the On the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a classic book. Is uh, I think it's called Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion. Uh, oh, good one, good one. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I know one of the ones. Um, uh, one of the ones, uh, early ones, I fell in love with was actually by Brian Eisenberg, and it was like I can't remember the exact title, but it was like Getting Your Cat to Bark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Anyway, sorry, guys. Side note. I just love to know what people's other books are. So, all right. So, after they've emailed from us, okay, so this is a great time, I feel like, that we should be doing even more, you know, marketing to them because now they purchase from us, which usually means they like us, and then we're going to send their orders so they get to know us and then trust us. So what should we, like, can, should we set up autoresponders to these customers who have purchased from us? Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, the main thing is, well, it, it depends what, it depends on the business model, I suppose. <laughs> like, if you're selling a, a, something that someone's going to buy at once, and then there's, like, the purchase cycle is five or ten years, then there's not, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a huge, you, you're not going to make a, you know, you're not going to make a whole bunch of extra money keeping in touch with them over the next year, because they're not going to be ready to buy something. This might be, say, a lawnmower. But then again, if, if people buy lawnmowers, then they're probably going to buy things related to taking care of their garden, for example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you then you start getting cross promotion opportunities, uh, but but whereas if you're selling consumables, whether it could be some sort of supplement, you know, dietary supplements or some you know food creams, face cream, I mean facial cream, you know, makeup, all that sort of stuff would be perfect. But mm-hmm. uh, you just stay, you know, part of it is just staying top of mind or staying, you know, staying on their mind, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then just making offers regularly. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Email does. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so one of the aspects that another aspect I see with with store owners is they're not really looking at the big holiday season 
and you know it's it's one of those things and i am so guilty of doing this myself when i own my stores it's oh my god valentine's day is next week i should send an email which you know it's or valentine's day is in three days <laughs> i should send an email so you know the, you're busy you're going crazy you know you're doing you're in charge of sales bookkeeping shipping and all of that so how how can store owners stay on top of that I would say to uh, set up a calendar, right, and figure out all the, the, the main holidays of the year that you want to send a promotion off. So sit down one weekend or one day and just plan the whole thing out. And then you can just, you know, it's going to depend on how organized you are. If you can be organized, you could get these emails prepared, you know, a month in advance so that when it comes around that time, you just send them out. So I would, you might call it a, a, you know, a promotion calendar or a holiday calendar where every single, you know, I would probably have it for every single month. And, uh, you know, you're going to have Christmas, you're going to have Valentine's Day, you're going to have all the other ones throughout the year. And then you just, you could, have, and you could even come up with like a stock, uh, you, could, you know, you could do this yourself, or you could pay someone like us to, to create this for you where you have a template for every single holiday. And then each year you just fill out the template and send it out. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I eventually started using, they have these great big huge yearly calendars that take up a huge spot on the wall and I would put that up and in red I would say here's D-Day and then it was okay so the first email needs to go out this day the second email needs to go out this day and then the last minute email needs to go out on this day and the beauty of most of these email programs is if you know those three days are coming up after Thanksgiving you could technically write the majority of it and get it ready in January yeah absolutely you can schedule these bad boys out. So if you guys are absolutely crazy, November, December, you don't have time to do emails, schedule those bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right now, today, how could, what would be the quickest way that our store owners could boost revenue and do something actionable right now? I would set up the uh, card abandonment sequence. That would be the best. Uh, that would be one of the biggest wins for most store owners. Set up a three-email card abandonment sequence like we talked about at the start. Awesome. Now, do you, do you think split testing emails makes a difference? And if, you know, what should you be testing if you are doing those split tests? So, I mean, this goes back to the idea of, like, segmenting or splitting up the list, that it's not going to make sense for someone with a small amount of traffic or a small list. Split mm-hmm. testing works. Like, split testing is powerful. It's a way, you know, you can exponent, you know, get exponential returns when you add 10% and 10, on top of 10% on top of 10%. You get more than 30%. So split testing is fantastic, but it only, it's only worthwhile, worth doing if you have a, you know, enough, uh, you know, a big enough list. So, for example, you might have a 1,000 people on your list, and if you send out an email and you have a 30% open rate, you've got 300 people to open it. So you could test out, for example, the, uh, the subject line on that, and you'd have a good idea about what works. But anything beyond that, the click-through rate or what's on the sales page beyond that, it's going to be hard to figure that out, figure out what's working because you don't have enough people mm-hmm. clicking on that link. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a lot of traffic and uh, you, you know, you've got that, you know, enough traffic to basically get some 
statistically significant numbers, then yeah, absolutely test. You can test subject lines. I'm not, to me, with, with email marketing, I find that for most people, split testing emails is it's just a small win. A big win is setting up these, uh, uh, just setting up the various campaigns and just executing on it. I think some people get caught up, too often I we'll get getting caught up doing, you know, split testing subject lines when it's just not going to make that big of a difference in their business. When setting up an, a, a you know, sales funnel for the pre-purchase and then post-purchase and then setting up the card abandonment sequence, all those things done, even done, av- like just average, but just do- but at least done, will be better mm-hmm. than you know, spending hours and hours and hours trying to split test them. Does yes. that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the big thing is... Um, there, you know, we hear all of that, and instantly, instead of saying, "Oh, I'll go do that today," um, we get scared, and then we're like, "Oh, am I sure I really know what I'm going to do? Uh, what did he say?" So, you actually have a checklist, so that if <laughs> if they want to break it down, it helps to say, okay, here's what you need to do. Um, can you tell our listeners more about that checklist and, and where they can find it? Right, right. Okay, so I've got a six-step email. I call it the six-step email for e-commerce checklist. And it's really, a lot of it's, just, well, it's all based on what we've talked about today, the various steps and what, you know, someone with the store can do. Uh, to you know, to get all the email marketing up to scratch. It's very simple. You just you know, you just follow the checklist. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, card abandonment, pre-purchase, post-purchase. It goes into detail about all that stuff. So the way you can find it is email for e-commerce dot com. Uh, email for e-commerce Email for e-commerce dot com. That's F O R by the way, not the number four. Email for yeah, e-commerce dot like com. Go there. And down the bottom, <laughs> if you scroll down, you'll be able to sign up. And uh, I'll send you the checklist. Yeah, and and remember that you know remember that email for e-commerce dot com. And you know we've talked a lot about autoresponder, and I actually just got a private question. Um, and she's a little embarrassed to ask this question, but guys, this is why we're here because at one point. We heard words like conversion and said, what the heck are you talking about? What is conversion? What is SEO? We've all been there. What is an autoresponder? It's, it's, it's a great question for people just starting. So please don't be shy. I love that you asked that. Big hugs to you. And I won't say who you are, but it's a great question. Can you help us clarify what that autoresponder is? Absolutely. 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 So, so an order responder is, is, so, is, is when you send sometimes when you send an email, it gets, gets original and you send an email to say a, a, a friend or someone at work, and an email comes back automatically that says, "Sorry, I'm out of the office right now. Please give me a call on this number or something like that." That's a traditional order responder, and that's where that name comes from. In the case of what we're talking about here, what an order responder is: someone signs up to your site. Let's say there's a pop-up, and it says, you know, sign up, put your email address in below, and we'll send you a coupon for 10% off your first order. And they sign up, or they put their email address, and they click sign up. The order responder is the email or series of emails that get sent out immediately after that. So you can say, for example, you can do this thing where 
Yeah, they, they sign, sign up, up and, and automatically an email, email goes to the person who just signed up with the coupon. coupon. And then and three days later, another email goes out with uh, a different offer. offer. And then and three days later, another email might go out telling a story about that special metal that's in the kitchen knife. And so the order is basically a series of emails that get sent out automatically to someone on your list. Perfect. And let me tell you another thing, Missy. Do not be embarrassed because I have talked to many a store owner who set up that 10% coupon and every time somebody signed up, they would manually send them the coupon because they didn't even know that these auto responders existed so what we did is after they learned what an auto responder was we got them set up with a newsletter service that once their customer said i want your information then automatically they got that email that gave them the coupon and the store owner no longer had to do that. And it is a much better way of doing it because if they want to order, it's a mom and you sell to moms and moms and, you know, has to do this at night because the kids are going crazy. She wants to purchase your product. She signs up for it and she doesn't get it immediately because there is no delayed gratification in our world as it stands today. You're, you're going to lose that sale. So, so that's, that's where, where those autoresponders can work for you in the middle of the night and help you. And, you know, I'm sure that you work with many different um, newsletter type of services that do autoresponders. Um, another big question that we get is, well, I think it's too expensive. So, you know, so the, the software. So... And, and it's, it's like, like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, if you could help our listeners out, like, what kind of pricing should you expect to pay to set to get a service that will take the emails and send out those autoresponders? So it depends on, I mean, you can go from fatigue to advanced. You can start off with something that's free, though. You can go to uh, MailChimp.com. There's a lot of people who are recommending that lately. I use Aweber for my stuff, but uh, MailChimp, MailChimp's free. So if you have less than 2,000 people on your list, you can send up to 12,000 emails per month. It's completely free. And what, that'll, what that will allow you to do, I'm not sure if you can use this for card abandonment specifically, but you can use this for a pop-up and then to have that autoresponder go out. And uh, you would sign up, and they, they'll have some software on the back end that you can use to create the pop-up, and then set it up on your site, and then you can add emails in there. So that's completely free. If you want to start doing more advanced stuff with card abandonment and things like that, that's probably, uh, I think most software, come, they come with card abandonment software built into it. So, I mean, it doesn't have to cost much at all to do this email marketing stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and if you have a Yahoo store, um, you know, hit me up, shoot me a quick email. Um, I can give you guys a couple of different options of companies that do work within that Yahoo store specifically. And the guys that we know, actually, you only pay when that a cart abandonment um you know, three email system works and you get the sale. So if you send out 150 emails, 
for people who have abandoned your cart. Number one, you might have a problem and we need to look at your cart. Um, <laughs> but if nobody purchases them, we, you know, got to look at that. So tell me real quickly, we only have about two minutes here. Um, we know we can go get your um, checklist for at email for e-commerce.com. Other than that, you've, you've created such great information. If somebody wanted to talk to you about maybe taking over or getting your help with specific email marketing and these kinds of things, where can they get a hold of you and what, if you could give us like a one-minute pitch of what you do to help specifically, what you do to help store owners? Okay, so the place to go, well, the place to go is to send me an email at john at, uh, at themcmethod.com, which is the main site that I run everything through. And uh, what we do, what we do for Bill is just set up, we just follow the uh, email free commerce checklist. So instead of you doing it yourself, we would come in and we would set up, each month we would set up a different component. So month one uh, would be step one, and we'd set up the, you know, card abandonment, and we'd set up, you know, then we'd set up a pop-up. And uh, we'd just work our way down the checklist, then we'd do pre-purchase, and we'd do a survey and email, all, you know, everything like that. Um, so, so instead of you doing it yourself, we would be able to come in and we just handle the whole thing for you for a monthly fee. Awesome. Awesome. So if you're just too busy, too crazy doing this, you need someone to take it over, you have different options available, so please go check it out. Definitely go get the checklist. John, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. Lots of great information. We so appreciate you, and hopefully you have a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks for having me, Sean. Oh, my, my thing kind of cut out on me. Scroll, right? My headphones. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you, John, and thank you all of you for being here with us. I love how our listeners are just such an awesome group of people. So if you're listening on iTunes later, I know you're not here with us live, but we certainly do appreciate you being with us. So everybody have a great week. If you're in our group coaching or Yahoo Store class, I'll see you guys tonight. Otherwise, talk to you guys next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern for another edition of Ecom Experts on WebmasterRadio.fm.